Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and today I'm excited to talk about a movie I saw a lot in the 80s a little bit in the 90s, and then I really probably haven't seen it since. And uh, I'm talking about The Legend of Billie Jean from 1985. I brought along one of my good friends, Kennedy Kelly. Kenny, how are you? I'm great, Jay. It's Saturday, sunny. How can it, how can it be bad? The, the hardest part about getting you on here was trying to figure out what the hell we were going to talk about. Because right. I could I could think of at least three movies that would have been perfect. This was one of them. Fantastic Four, because we saw it in the theater, and I don't remember ever meeting you then. Um, that in itself is a funny like, story. This was 20 years ago, too, that we met, and you're like, yeah, I don't remember that. I, I thought I met you, like, seven years ago. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, and then we had Spy, which was very close. Up until, like, days ago, we were going to talk about mm-hmm. the movie Spy. And we still will. Right. At some point, you're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Spy, because that's an underrated movie that needs right. discussed. It totally needs discussed, because, like you said, it's underrated. Not enough people. I I tell people all the time, like, you got to see it. Like, I can't even describe it, because, you know, I can go on about it, but we're here to talk about The Legend of Billie Jean, so. Yes, the Helen Slater classic. Let's right. get into this. She was a fugitive to the police, a sensation to the media, and a symbol of courage to young people everywhere to fight for what's right. The Legend of Billie Jean, directed by Matthew Robbins, featuring Pat Benatar's hit song, Invincible, rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Just like last week, I watched Supergirl for the first time in a very long time as well. And then oh. I, I kind of got into a Helen Slater mode and I bought The Legend of Billie Jean immediately. It was like $7.99 on Blu-ray. It looks right. like a VHS. So, of course, I'm going to get it. Of course. Well, speaking of, I haven't seen Supergirl in years. And one of the things that I remember about The Legend of Billie Jean is the first time I ever watched that movie. My mom and dad had a laser disc player. In this, oh my god, what? Yeah. And we there was only one place in Fort Dodge that rented movies. And we oh, anytime we rented from there, they only had like maybe five movies to choose from. And it was oddly enough, Supergirl, The Legend of Billie Jean, and Urban Cowboy. I've never actually even seen a laser disc player, to be completely honest. I just remember like they were the discs themselves were like the size of records. So Billie Jean was played a lot back in the day. For oh, you. yeah. Because I, I just fell in love with the movie. Like, yeah. you know, it was the 80s. So you didn't have, like, women heroes back yeah. then a whole lot. And I was just like, yeah, Billie Jean. And I remember. And then I, like, fell in love with the Pat Benatar song. Oh, Invincible's great. And then, of course, Yeardley Smith is in it. So I was like, Lisa Simpson. By the way, and, hearing... My favorite moment in this movie is just closing my eyes and hearing Lisa Simpson call somebody a <laughs> is my favorite thing in the world. Hubie won't bring it back. How do you know? Because he's a 
That's how I know. It's so awesome. And then when she asks Billie Jean when she can get a diaphragm. I mean, like, because... That's the thing with her. She is Lisa Simpson. Like, there's, she's not doing a Lisa Simpson voice. That's just her. No, that's just her voice. So when she's like calling, yeah, when she's calling people and stuff, it's like, ah, holds a special place in my heart right now. I'm no, not even gonna when lie. When you first see it, it's not a thing. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, she's just swearing. But then when you right. see it now, after we've had like 37 years of The Simpsons, it's like, <laughs> what is happening right now? This is amazing. It's so great and. Like you said, it's not, she's not like disguising her voice at all. Like that's no. Yearly Smith's voice. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's wonderful. So when you were younger, did you think Christian Slater and Helen Slater were actually brother and sister? Cause I did. I did because my mother told me they were. And my mom knew everything. Like I learned all my trivia and stuff from my mother. Right. When it came to movies and stuff. So my mother told me that they were brother and sister. Years later, on Jay Leno, Christian Slater was on there. And he explained how they were not brother and sister. In yeah. fact, he wanted to marry her. Blew my mind. I was like, what? No. I based my whole life on thinking they're brother and sister. Right. And I based my whole life on thinking my mom knew everything and was right about yeah. everything. I, I, I never looked at my mother the same again. It, <laughs> it was really actually quite tolling on our relationship yeah I, I would imagine it would it would me as well uh so if, yes. if you if, if if you're listening and you've never actually watched the legend of billy jean uh i think you should i think it's super fun um so basically billy jean and her brother binks played by christian slater uh they are they live in a trailer park you know they're kind of poor but for some reason because their father died they left enough money for binks to get um a is it a scooter? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a scooter. But here's the thing. It's like, let's not use that money to maybe buy a better better home for us or yeah. anything. Let's I'm gonna get, get a Binks a damn scooter. That sounds like the plan. And here's, I can judge all I want, but I'd probably do the same thing. Because scooters yeah. are awesome. Well, and the thing, too, that you get like exactly how fancy this thing is, it gets stolen. I mean, that's kind of the basis of where this goes. But when they tell the, the police officer what kind of bike it is he looks up slowly from his coffee like what you guys have one of those oh my god i know and the fact that peter coyote played the detective in this and they made such a big like the whole movie they made such a big deal about the whole thing mm-hmm. and it really goes to show how media works in this country dude this movie would work now really well i think especially with like social media yeah, because, you know, girls would be like, hashtag fair is fair. Yeah. Hashtag oh, absolutely. Free Billy Jean. The, the movie kind of starts out, <laughs> it's super hot in a trailer park, and uh, Billie Jean and her brother go uh, to hang out on a, a, a dirty-looking lake on a right. giant uh, raft. And uh, that part always, even when I was younger, I was uncomfortable in that scene. They just, right. There's it's, something it's weird just going on there. scene. Because, like, they're brother and sister, and then they're, they, they, they they're like, swooping down to their skivvies to go swim in a dirty lake together. Yeah. Um, I got to admit, though, even when I was watching the scene, I was like, all right, maybe I'm falling in love with Billie Jean right now. And then cr- quickly, I'm like, wait, how old is she? I got to look it up. So I got online. I'm like, oh, good. She was 20 when she made this movie. I'm not a weird creepo. Right. And, I mean, in all honesty, too, she's quite beautiful. Yes. She's a very beautiful young lady. And you can see why 
guys got crushes on her. Yeah, between this and Supergirl, but, man, I, I was little. I didn't even know what a crush was. And I was like, I really like her a lot. If anybody takes anything away from this podcast, it's yeah. don't steal somebody's scooter to get the attention of a girl. It's a bad idea. It causes a lot no, of craziness. It's never going to work out in your favor, bro. Hugh, Hubie and his dumb friends, uh, they've already caused yeah. issues with them. He's trying to flirt with Billie Jean and thinks he's like, oh, no, you don't. And throws like a malt <laughs> in his face. And by the way, I love the guy. I love the bully uh, from Top Gun. Like, he's just the perfect like, piece right. of shit bully that you hate. And he plays it so well. Like, he's one of those guys that in the 80s, you know, you always had the same bullies in the movies in the 80s. And he was one of them. Like, I think he played a bully in a couple other movies. I know he's in Top Gun, but I don't think he's one of the, like, ones that you're supposed to like. Because I think you're only no. supposed to like people in Top Gun. <laughs> right. No, he'll ne- I, he, of course, never got to, like, William Zapka or James Spader famous for bullying. Can, but can you imagine if they rebooted this? With them as adults now, I would be in 100%. Like, can you imagine? Like, why is a grown man got a scooter? Grow up, yeah, yeah, the scooter's still a part of it. That would be amazing. Or, like, he sells scooters now, he sells scooters, and then Huey comes, Huey comes in and test drives one and like ruins it. So then yeah. Billy Jean's like, oh no, not at my brother's scooter dealership. You will not pull this. <laughs> so Hubie steals this scooter and basically from there on out, like bad things happen. They go to the cops. We're not going to do anything. Just wait a couple days and we'll get it figured out. Well, then right. Binks goes and gets it. Billy Jean comes home and he's been just beat to hell. And the scooter's like destroyed. Can we just talk about though how Billy Jean, like when Binks rolls over and his face is all bloody, and Billy Jean's like, oh, Binks! Yeah, I know. Oh, Binks! One of my favorite lines in the movie. Just like the way she says it is so wonderful. Then Billy Jean and, and uh, well, it's just supposed to be her, but she tags, she needs a, a car, so she gets her friend Ophelia. I liked Ophelia. I felt bad for Ophelia watching this movie. I'm like, you just got dragged in. The whole thing. Like, she, all she wanted to do was just hang out and flirt with boys. And yeah. Billie Jean started this whole sh- show. Yeah. And he was like, well, I guess I'm your friend and we'll have to use my dad's station wagon. It looks like Thank- such a clunker, too. Oh, my God. But it got him, like, all the way to wherever the hell they were going. It got him there. But, yeah. Really only, like, a couple miles away. Like, when I was watching this, I'm like, wait, they're still all in Texas? This all takes place in Texas? I, when I was younger, I, know, I thought they went yeah, really like, far, but no, like they were legitimately just a couple, maybe a couple towns over. It's like from here to Des Moines, which is only probably like an hour and a half, I would imagine, if right. they decided to go that far. We don't know; they never tell us really. But the reason the reason they they have to go on the run is they they tally up how much the the scooter needs fixed, so they go to uh, Hubie's dad's place because he owns like a a real. Looking shop, like I don't even know like a what shop. Yeah, they're a little bit more upscale than probably Billie Jean and her family, but not really. Like they're not just a much, little bit more better off, right? Like not by much at all. So she tries yeah. to get money, doesn't really happen. What does happen though is something that I really noticed for the very first time because I haven't watched this forever. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a attempted, I would say, rape about to possibly Absolutely. happen. Yes, he's like straight up trying to get Billie Jean to quote unquote work off the money. Yeah, upstairs in his t-shirt shop, and she's like, and Billy, the one thing that 
that is awesome about Billie Jean throughout the whole movie is she sticks to her convictions and she's yeah. like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. Like, who the hell are you to even end? Yeah, and craziness ensues. She ends up, what, shooting? No, Binks ends up shooting him. Binks ends up shooting the guy because the guy's like, there's no bullets in that gun, kid. Put it down. And I think he's like, oh, there's no bullets? So he pulls the trigger anyway and shoots the dude in the arm. But yeah, when I was watching this scene and they're upstairs, I mean, I snapped you at that point. That's when you decided yeah. we need to talk about this movie. Um, right. Because when I was younger, I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't know what rape was or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, prostitution, which is essentially what he was kind of trying to get her to do. Right. Um, I was like, um, this is a very uncomfortable and skeevy scene. I don't like it at all. And let's not forget. Let's not forget that Billy Bean's supposed to be like, what, 16, 17 years old? Yeah, she's a teenager. I would. I would. So this creepy <laughs> old man is trying to have sex with a child. Yes, he's a pedophile. <laughs> um, so they then, shoot him in the arm. <laughs> and they take off. Then they take and off, he, and that's essentially like kind of what the movie is. Then they're like on the run, and they've got right. so it's 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 uh, Billie Jean, her brother Binks, their friend Ophelia, and Putter, the little girl <laughs> that. Uh, Lives in the trailer park. Who gets beat by her mother all the time? All um, the time, the poor thing. I know. And that that is Yearly Smith from uh, The Simpsons. And she was actually 20. But I think she was playing 13 or 14 or something like that. <laughs> I, know. I know. Like, they're all, like, in their mid-40s, but playing <laughs> children. It's, uh, it, it, yeah. And then it becomes, like, a, a road movie and revenge movie. And they didn't mean for any of this to happen, but it happens. Um they plan to do like this thing where they're going to meet up with the police officers and Mr. Pyatt and do like a trade off of the money and just right. turn themselves in at the mall, which when I was younger, this was like my favorite part of the whole movie. It's the toy store scene where they get, get Love the, it. they steal the, the walkie talkie. They put, I, this is another thing why, you know, Billie Jean's a good person because they didn't have money to get the supplies that they needed, yeah. which was, a toy gun and walkie-talkies. Yeah. The toy gun wasn't even her idea. That was Binks just doing that himself. Right. But he's like all about I... that criminal life. He wants to be a badass criminal. And she's like, no. Bad <laughs> No, Binks. Bad. He wants, and he, he also wants to live in Vermont yeah. where it's cold. He's so obsessed with Vermont. It's kind of weird because he makes Billy Jean like tell him stories about Vermont and yeah. eating pancakes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mice and men with Lenny. Like, tell me about the rabbits. That's what Banks does. He's like, tell me about Vermont. I want to know about the <laughs> maple syrup Vermont. that you can get. <laughs> it's a, it's, that's a that's a really weird obsession. I'm not even gonna lie. But they like they got put posters of Vermont food. in his house. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot about the poster. Yeah, like, that's what you see first before you see him all bloodied in the face. Like, Vermont, <laughs> and then it's like a woman in a bikini. <laughs> it's so dumb. I totally forgot about that. I'm gonna, I know exactly what I'm getting you for Christmas this year. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. Not only does she get a, a walkie-talkie, this is what caught my eye. It's a G.I. Joe walkie-talkie, which yeah, is something I, I always wanted. 
I think my brother had a G.I. Joe walkie-talkie. I may have. Yeah, they had the walkie and they put out IOUs because they were like, we are not thieves. We mm. just need to borrow these right now. So, again, Billie Jean, pretty awesome person. And things go and, bad, like always. Yeah, because Hugh, Hubie's dad tries to take it into his own hands again. Yeah, and Hubie gets uh, kicked in the nuts again, or kneed in them. I, it's always a knee. She's yeah, very good at that. That's her special move. But one thing, too, that I, I remembered when I was younger, but I didn't notice it as much this time, is I always sort of thought, like, Peter Coyote's character, I felt like he liked Billie Jean in a weird way. But this time when I watched it, I was like, I actually, I think he just, I didn't get as the creepy vibe this time from him. I don't know. Did- I No, I did. I still get the creepy vibe from it because there's something there. Now... Does he admire her and her convictions? Maybe that's all it is. Yeah, I think that's but, what it is. That's what I got this time. But the way that he plays it, it's almost, I don't know. Maybe I just read too much into things. It's almost sexual, Jay. There, I've said it. And it's kind of weird to me. When things go crazy, I love it because she's got a backpack on and she people are chasing her. She releases these marbles all over and they're tripping around like it's home alone. And oh, Rebel yeah, Yellow playing. I forgot that they stole marbles. Then they're back on the run again and they, they get to this big house. <laughs> where they, they meet the biggest weirdo I've ever seen in my entire life in all of movies. It's the, the man from Christine. Or I guess I should say the boy from Christine, and Keith Gordon. Don't forget Back to School. He was also, he also played. Oh, Rocky that's right. Yeah, Back to School. Probably, I would say that's probably the bigger of the movies for him. It's a mansion that they just decide, like, hey, let's just stop here and eat. The hell, people! You can't just walk into somebody's house and decide that you're gonna make yourself a damn dinner. What's this? I think it's chicken. Yeah, it doesn't taste like chicken. When you're rich, food isn't supposed to taste like what it is. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what they do. They're just like, oh, we're going to go in and just take over. Where is, like, do they say where everybody is at? Because it feels like it's a big enough house where there'd at least be staff. Right. No, they. I don't think they ever do talk about staff or anything. The only time that the guy talks about staff is when he talks about how his father's never around and we're supposed to feel sorry for him, you know, because he yeah. grew up in this beautiful mansion. He's and, a rich emo kid, is what he is. Yeah. Yeah, he is, dude. And, it's like, oh. Mm. And, like, the first time you see him, he's dressed like a wolf man. And he's just, like, <laughs> creepily following behind Billie Jean. And then she does what she does and knees him in the nuts. And then he gets an right. inhaler out, which I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's for respiratory issues, not your genitals. <laughs> not- I think that maybe guys should just start carrying around inhalers in case they get kicked in the nuts and then they can stop bitching about it and just do hey man, their I got one right here. I'm prepared. Look at- I came into this podcast knowing what I needed. Right. <laughs> I'm going to virtually kick you in the nuts. The thing that I remember about the, the guy's mansion, and I, I remember thinking that when I get to be an adult – that I, in fact, will have a house with a pool, was that he had a slide that went from his bedroom window to the pool. Oh, that was great. I loved that. I still love that. That'd right. be awesome. And as a child, I legitimately thought, you can just have that. And my parents yeah. just chose not to have that. For some reason, you know, when I have people over I've never met, I like to watch an old movie about Joan of Arc. That seems like a really <laughs> fun thing to do. And right. Billy Dean is very into they- this idea. Yeah, and that's where the whole iconic hair comes from. She she sees this movie, 
And then she decides to go into the bathroom with a rusty pair of scissors and cut her hair, her beautiful long blonde hair. Beautiful off. long blonde hair. And then she comes out with a perfect pixie cut, which perfect. It's it's good for it great. Like I'm not one for short hair, but I'm like, she pulls it off. She looks great with that short hair. She really does. And I mean, even as an adult, I wish that I could pull that haircut off. But mm-hmm. you and I both know that I would end up looking like John Candy. <laughs> so I'm like, eh, I'll just keep my long hair. She comes out with the her pixie cut and she found a wetsuit that she decided to cut up. So somebody's going to be <laughs> upset when they get home. Wait, that's just it. It's like I remember even as a child, I was like, where where'd she get that? Where'd she get that slutty dolphin trainer outfit? Like, where did she that come it. from? She just went looking through the rich boy's closets and decided yeah. to steal his wetsuit. Quite the idea. I guess an asthmatic nerd has no no use for a wetsuit. So Yeah. What does he care? Um so basically she decides you know what? We're going to make a movie. I'm going to, we're going to get our story out here. You need to set the camera up. I'm ready to talk. And he's like, yes, I wanted to make a movie today. Anyway, this will be perfect. Right. She gives the speech of the whole movie. That's what you owe. And we're not turning ourselves into. We get it. Fair is fair. We didn't start this. We didn't mean it to happen, but we're not giving up till you pay. Fair is fair. And everybody's like, fair is fair. And she flexes. I got to be honest. This time I watched it. I really laughed at that moment. (laughs) I don't I mean, think I'm supposed to laugh at it, but I laughed at it pretty hard. But then this causes everybody, every teenager, everybody loves her. They want Billie Jean stuff. So Pyatt right. and uh, his son, they start selling Billie Jean t-shirts and posters oh, yeah. of her just getting out of the lake, which is a real scumbag move. And let's not forget that she's only supposed to be about 16, 17 years old. And she's yes. in a wet t-shirt and he is selling these pictures. After, like, she becomes, like, this big, big thing, this big legend, then, like, girls are cutting their hair just like her, and right. she, like, a group come, finds her, and she has to go save a kid that's being abused. I'm like, what is happening right now? This is all right. happening so fast. <laughs> radio stations are having contests. Like, radio, like, radio stations are offering her a new scooter for Binks, and she's like, no, I want... Pyatt to pay for the scooter. I want that $608. Damn it. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, in the 80s, that was a lot. That was a lot of money. She's got people following her like she's Rocky. And then there's this other moment where, like, she goes to like an underground Billy Jean place. Like, oh my. It's like God, a cult yeah. of Billy Jean. Yeah. And it's like in an abandoned warehouse or something. Yeah. And it's weird as hell. Like, I, and she's all excited about it. Like, I would be freaked out. Like, what have I done here? I right, started like, something I was not prepared for. Could you imagine? Well, you and I are two totally different people, though, because I would be totally excited. There was yeah. an underground cult worshiping me. Like, I'd be like, yeah, you guys got it yeah. right. Uh, you guys did. I mean, right. you're still waiting for that. I know you are. <laughs> I'm 100% waiting for that. Like the fact that it hasn't started yet is troubling to me actually. <laughs> oh god, it's it like this whole second half of the movie, I was kind of rolling my eyes more than I remember. Like this is getting a little silly. <laughs> silly. Yeah. No, it 100% is like off the wall. Total. <laughs> like it starts out where it's kind of like, yeah, I can see this happening. Okay, yeah, and then it's like, wait a minute now. 
in all of this, there's there's a really weird moment where I think it's after they maybe saved the kid or something. This car comes around and like shoots at him because like, oh, we're gonna get Billy Jean. And in this moment, Putter gets her <laughs> period. And I'm like, right. what are we doing right now? <laughs> right. And I mean, and also let me just put this out there. I know you don't understand this, but the amount of blood that they used for it was so ridiculous. I was like, well, because they thought she got shot and she's like, I didn't get shot. (laughs) It finally happened. Yeah. And she's super excited. Right. And they bathe her in the lake. That doesn't seem sanitary. Right. On the run. They got to do what they got to do. It's such a weird, (laughs) it's such a weird moment to just throw in the middle of this movie. (laughs) And Billy Jean, really, at this like, point, she's uh, like, you know what? This this is getting too real, I think. So I'm just going to leave these guys behind. I'm going to turn them <laughs> in. It's okay. Right. That's right. And like Peter Coyote shows up and he's just like looking at him with like a father looking at his children sleeping. And then he starts like banging on the car to wake him up. The other cops, the other cops like you like these people too much. And so things are getting too real. So she leaves behind her two best friends. But continues to do the mock kidnapping with the weird guy. Yeah, that it's that they, the whole this whole part, it's very confusing. But they they get to a point where they're hiding uh, again for like the second time in this creepy tetanus filled uh, mini golf course, and abandoned uh, golf course. Yeah. Uh, Peter Coyote comes out and he's like, "Look, just turn yourselves in. We can deal with this. We'll we'll deal with the problem. Just do the right thing." And eventually she calls them and does set up a, a deal where I don't exactly know. Oh, they're, they're going to hand over the guy. Lloyd, mm-hmm. Lloyd, is that his name? I think yeah, so. Lloyd. I, you know what? I can't remember. But it sounds, it's, it's he Lloyd. looks like a Lloyd. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Lloyd definitely fits. Um, so they're going <laughs> to hand him over at this like beach party situation. I don't know if it was supposed to be that or if it just, they're like, oh, Billy Jean's going to be here. Let's all have a party. Like it, it's a really, this whole ending was very confusing to me. I didn't know what exactly was, right. was going on. I mean, they got this well, plan. father also was like a governor or senator or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Dean Stockwell from uh, uh, Quantum, Quantum Leap. Leap. Yeah. Yes. He actually plays a bad guy in this. Well, kind of a bad guy. He's sort of yeah, he's just kind of caught in the middle. Right. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a goose. He's hired stipers, which don't need to be there. <laughs> and Peter County's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I hired these guys. These are mine. And uh, Billie Jean <laughs> wonders if something's going to be amiss. So she dresses up Banks like her because, you know, she's a caring big sister. And she gets a, a wig and hides in the crowd. And Hubie comes and messes everything up because they're trying, they're going to bring Lloyd in. And he gets close. He's like, that's the brother. That's the brother. And Christian Slater right. Binks, like leans over to him like, dude, would you shut up, please, for a second? But he's got the gun in his hand. So the sniper's like, kill him. So B- <laughs> Binks gets shot, and uh, it's a. I don't know exactly know where they thought this plan was going to go. Right, Billy Jean's wig that she's wearing in the crowd, first of all, didn't really disguise her that much. I mean, it's like Clark Kent wearing glasses, but the wig also looked almost identical to my mother's hair in the eighties, and I remember that. Oh, it does. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just know your mom through pictures, but yeah, you're right, it does. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I like that wig. And I always wanted my hair to look like that, too. So Binks gets taken to the hospital, and then Billie Jean 
uh, is right. just kind of walking through this crazy party area on the beach near Pyatt's shop. And they've got this giant statue of Billie Jean, which I'm like, wow, that There's nothing like her. But yeah. the whole thing is, it's like the movie, the movie studio couldn't fork out a couple more bucks to get a more realistic looking statue. I mean, it's definitely paper mache, right? Like it looks like it was it like you could have made be. that. Like that's a project you have maybe in middle school at some point. Maybe they had a daycare make it <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> um, I actually thought the ending is pretty anticlimactic. It basically ends in a conversation with the right. sleaze bag, like uh Pyatt guy. Like that's right. Then she calls him out in front of everybody. Yeah. And he stupidly admits to everything that he did. Yeah. And then somehow his <laughs> somehow his t-shirt shop sets on fire. Well, she kicks him in the junk and then he falls over and uh, Hubie's like, hmm, that's right, dad. You can't hurt me anymore. And then he just leaves. Um, but when he right. gets knocked down, he, he knocks down like a lantern or something. That's how everything starts on fire. And, and the statue, the paper mache statue is ablaze. It, it falls. It falls symbolically. <laughs> like this is the end of the legend of Billie Jean. Um, as Invincible is playing. I feel like she should still get in trouble. She should. And that's just, and I, rem I remember, because you know my dad, Don Kelly, in the 80s. Uh -huh. He just goes, so that's it? Like, they, those kids aren't going to be held responsible for any <laughs> thing they did? As, as a kid, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. As an adult, I'm like, oh, they should, they're going to face some sort of time. They should at least have to pay back everything that they destroyed and... They left a lot of so, IOUs, so right. And she threw the money away, which they kind of need. But uh, <laughs> you do live in a trailer, Billy Jean. Like your mom could probably use that money. Well, yeah. And here, here's the fun part: the mom's there. She's got a boyfriend or whatever. And then we kind of fade away to a, a little bit later on. And where are they? The lovely Vermont. Yes, Binks got so his like, way. So they're still running away. They just, they just left. They let them go. Right. So they're in Why Vermont. Would they just go home? And then, yeah. It kind of ended like a sitcom because then Binks looks over at a snowmobile and he goes, Oh, cool. And then it just fades away into the credits. Yeah, like, is that his? Is he gonna steal that? Did somebody did they give him that and now they can just live in Vermont? Did the mom relocate? Like, what happened? Like, yeah. is everything there's, okay with you guys? There's a huge chunk that I'm like. I just assumed they were still on the run when I was younger, but now I'm like, well, they were all right there. Binks was probably in the hospital. So there was at least some sort of dealing with the situation, but right. that's all skipped. And we're, he's arms in a sling and they're in Vermont now. But like, did uh Hubie's dad ever be held accountable for almost raping a child? I would hope so, but you never know. Well, we, these are the unanswered questions of Billy Jean. Like nobody knows what, How's Ophelia doing? Nobody told us that. I want to know how she is. I want to. I, I hope she's had a good life. Is Potter I, I'm okay? Sure Potter's, Potter's had like seven kids. That's for sure the case with her. Uh, yeah, but I feel like Ophelia's probably had at least a baker's dozen of children. Oh yeah, she's she's been through a couple marriages and uh, th things have not gone well for the friends. But good for right. Billy Jean and uh, Banks for abandoning everyone because they're gonna go ski in Vermont. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're like, hey, thanks for helping us with this, yeah. but we're out. Like, we're going to Vermont, guys. We've had a we've had a long week. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go to Vermont for a while. <laughs> they just move there and don't tell anybody. 
I, you know, I, I, as goofy and silly as it is, I do, I did really enjoy watching this movie again. It was super fun. I know it's a great movie. It's just so awesomely, it's so awesomely bad. And I didn't know like, that. Like I thought it was genuinely a good movie and everybody loved it. And then I, you know, I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it, it didn't do well. And it was not overly well received. <laughs> exactly. What, those are the best movies out there. Those are the ones that I tell people, listen, you've got to watch this movie though. Like it's so bad. It's good. Pat Benatar states at her concerts before belting out Invincible, this is from the worst movie ever made. And that breaks my heart. Like, that makes me sad that Pat Benatar would go. Like, that it just kind of hurts my feelings almost. Like, I almost <laughs> take that personally. If she ever comes to town, I'm not going. Put my well, foot down. Well, I'll go and I'll give her a piece of my mind. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.